Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Paul Giamatti. And I'm Stephen Asma. Join us on the Chinwag Podcast every Wednesday where we trade the banal and the boring for the super strange and bizarre. They committed human sacrifice? I did bring up human sacrifice, yes. You sure did. <laughs> that just went by fast. Kind of casually tossed that out. I would like to have an alien uh, hatchet young inside. Holy shit, really? She saw world peace and I saw demons coming out of the wall. I will say that there was a green couch outside of the principal's office and you sat on it if you had lice or if you got in trouble. (laughs) They wake you up from the goo pods to live in reality and you're naked and screaming. It's like... (laughs) Follow us for free on Apple Podcasts and all major podcast platforms. For more information, go to chinwagpod.fm. And find enlightenment through our Instagram or TikTok at ChinwagPod or on Twitter at Chinwag underscore pod. When you listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast, you get a belly full of laughs and a head full of real information. 
Our gallimaufry of expert guests answer questions on stuff adults need to know. I have mold in my dwelling. What do I do? What's gerrymandering? What happens chemically when I fall in love? How do I handle a parent-teacher conference? What are microbes? Listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Solve problems, get laughs. You know the problem with Hollywood is? They make shit. Unbelievable, unremarkable shit. So I was legitimately offended. You were offended? I was, I was offended. I didn't know you could get offended. I was offended. This did it. it absolutely, I was absolutely offended. They're fucking making shit up, I mean. Inconsequential detail after inconsequential yeah. detail after inconsequential detail. Please don't lie. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm holding go. a mic in my hands and now I'm talking yeah, all over. <laughs> Welcome to Cinephobe, part two of the Showgirls edition. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Amin Al-Hassan. Obviously, Anthony Mays is producing the show. Uh, if you haven't listened or downloaded part one, we went through the Rotten Tomatoes score, a bit of the background of this movie, who's starring in it, the first uh, half of, of Showgirls. So make sure you listen to part one before you get into this episode, which is part two. And again, thanks for listening, and make sure you share the new feed with everybody uh, that is following you on social media, all your friends, all your enemies, all those people. Make sure you share it with them. So, mean. Let's. By the way, you know what I just realized? What? In, in part one, you warned everybody about some graphic. Oh yeah, and I scenes, should warn. And we never well. even got to it. So no, like, we didn't. It's going to happen in this episode. Yeah. So, so if you have, uh, like, if it is very possible that there is a a trigger with uh, with sexual assault, rape, whatever, um, in your, you know, if if that triggers you. In about forty-five minutes, you're going to want to turn this podcast off. But we will, I guess, we'll, warn, we'll, we'll warn you once. Yeah, we'll we get warn you close. again. But yeah, but this, I mean, it is a serious warning. Like there is that stuff, so we don't want don't you to. Fa- yeah, yeah. Don't, don't fast forward. To, listen, yeah, don't listen. fast forward. Uh, and if you made it through this through part one and this far, you're going to want it everything up until that moment. So we are with Nomi reporting for duty at Goddess, right? Yes. She's pronouncing Versace Versace. Elizabeth Berkeley's idea. Yes, it was. A, that was suggested by Elizabeth Berkeley. Great suggestion. That was yeah. an excellent suggestion. I wrote Dick Versace. <laughs> it's a longtime NBA coach and executive. <laughs> Whose name is spelled D-E-R-S-A-C-E, but was pronounced Versace. I'm but, so mad I never made that connection. But who could ever imagine? And maybe it was done on purpose because Dick Versace was a big deal in the NBA around the mid-90s. Yeah. But who, who could imagine that the name Dick Versace would fit in so seamlessly into I this mean, it's movie? it's really quite perfect, Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so she's upset about giving information to HR. Wait, Nomi's upset? Yes. <laughs> no, it's shocking. This is the mo- I mean, the most emotionally unstable person I've ever seen. In character, it doesn't matter. Apparently, she's from New York, we find out. Uh, has, she says she has no family, that they're all dead, doesn't know her social security number. Very so, awkward. Yeah, very awkward. Very but also, obviously hiding stuff. But also pre-9-11, so... This could have kind of you could you yeah, you could be could, able you to get a job by, yeah. without giving a social security number. 
I know it sounds crazy, but pre nine eleven was a wild time. In Vegas. Yeah. Especially in Vegas. They didn't even want it most of the time. Uh, she's learning the dances. She picks them up so quick, so quickly. It's that natural talent that James has seen. And, and then I wrote, it's a real boot camp. Yeah. You know, like they're very, very hard on her. She's got to, she's got to do that show that night. <laughs> One of my favorite moments of the whole movie is Marty, the guy from Kirby Enthusiasm, just yelling, thrust it. Yeah. <laughs> thrust he's like, he's yeah, slapping her ass and she's thrusting up. He's slapping yeah. her ass to like get her to thrust harder. Thrust it, thrust it, and then he complains to someone. She's all pelvic thrust. Right. <laughs> Very confusing direction. Uh, also, also Gay, the choreographer, who is not to be confused with Gay Marty, but is a woman named Gay, uh, gives her this piece of great advice. Remember, she's a choreographer for goddess. This girl has presumably lived her whole life dreaming to be a, a Vegas showgirl in a, in a legitimate show, not like a strip club or whatever. And this is the advice that Gay gives her. Get a man and get a man and get a job. I was like, wait, what kind of advice is this? Yeah, she's basically telling her get out. Yeah, and she met her dentist boyfriend when she chipped her tooth on a quaalude. Yes, right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, which that's is, how old that was. Yeah. All of a sudden, there are monkeys loose in the dressing room, and two dancers get into a fight. But here's the note: monkey the- alert equals the most unexpected twist in the story well, by hold- far. That was so fucking funny. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. The only time the actresses complained that they felt uncomfortable during the scenes was with the <laughs> monkeys, who constantly stared at their bare-, bare breasts, according to IMDb. So good. Which is funny because there's a a scene later on with actual children yes. in the room yes. as everyone's butt naked. And yes. like, I was just like, okay. So the monkeys are in the loose in the dressing room. Two dancers get into a fight over makeup getting touched. I said, everybody's unstable here. And then someone makes a cat noise. Someone yeah. goes like, wow. girl. Yeah, <laughs> the cat fight noise. <laughs> I laughed really hard at yeah, this rivalry is a major plot point. Yes, between yeah. the black dancer and the and the and the cultural appropriation dancer. Yes, <laughs> no, the, the, the two the two rivals. Her children seemed very old for her. Yeah, definitely. Well, but you know, it's that, that fits it's Vegas, that fits, mm-hmm. and that fits perfectly. Like yeah, old, what you mean, the woman, the woman who dances with her tits out would <laughs> quite possibly have children at a young age. Know me. A little, a little shy about that first show. Ices her nipples before she goes up. At a girl, and then she's fucking up. She's mm-hmm. screwing things up. But I wrote that. I wrote this is like when Willie Beeman had his first action in any given Sunday. Yeah. You see the potential, but they're just not ready. Yep. Uh, Molly's so proud. After the show, we find out, or during the show, we find out that uh, Zach sent a giant bouquet of roses to mm-hmm. to Nomi. Um, after the show, James is trying to holler because he's been stalking her. And yes. This is where he gives the best apology in, in history. I have a problem with pussy. I always have, and I'm always gonna. And I was just like, yo, <laughs> how can I respect this man anymore at this point, man? <laughs> That's such a... I, I have a problem with pussy. I always have, and I'm always gonna. That's like a... My dad was a coal miner. My grandpa was a coal miner. I'm a coal miner. And my son's going to be a coal miner someday. I mean, it's just like, you know, women all the time want men to be honest. How much more honest do you want than that? He's got a problem with pussy. He's got a pussy problem. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's stunning. It's Uh, incurable. I tell you. (laughs) It's terminal. (laughs) There's AIDS everywhere. (laughs) 
Uh, so the next day, Nomi. Wait, 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 wait. No, oh, there's more. Because she basically, like, accuses him of, uh, like, oh, yeah, but you said all those things about me. And that and it's like, no, I really meant it. Now you do or you are a great dancer. Da, da, da. Yeah, but you said that to Penny. And he says, well, it's not like I'm making any money on this. I might as well touch a little pussy. <laughs> Again, I can't argue with that logic. I mean, his, inten- big- his, intentions are, his intentions are known. Whether you agree with them or not, he is letting you know what he's after. Look, I'm just saying, like, it's like writing dance numbers doesn't pay the bills. Right. But might get to touch some pussy as a result. It's, uh, yeah, I guess so. Next day, Nomi is there to work on the dances. Crystal's there. Mm-hmm. She says... She says, what are you doing there? Or what are you doing here? To which Crystal responds, what am I doing here? Some of the finest cocaine in the world, darling. Yes. <laughs> Love you, Gina. They go to lunch instead of working on the dancing. I don't know what all this stuff is. I'll order for you. Don't they have brown rice and vegetables? Do you like brown rice and vegetables? Yeah. You do? Sort of. Really? It's worse than dog food. (laughs) It is. I've had dog food. You have? Mm Mm-hmm. Long time ago. Doggy chow. I used to love doggy chow. (laughs) I used to love doggy chow, too. What the fuck? I was confused by that. Like what I, 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 is that, I knew is it code like, for something. They've had hard lives, Zach. The scene, yeah, the scene was to illustrate that Crystal Connors also came from similarly hard scrabble background, but now she's this huge star. She makes a lot of money, but like you know, I've had, I've had dog food before, but I just didn't understand why Nomi was just like, yeah, let's go with this. I, I love that yeah. shit too. Also, uh, it's worth noting, the brown rice and vegetables is a callback to what Gay, the choreographer woman, not to be confused with Marty, who is gay, uh, told, like, one of the things she tells her, like, yo, you got to lose weight. You got to, like, basically eat only brown rice and vegetables, right? Um, They order at lunch champagne, and they bring out Crystal, and Crystal reveals that's how she got her name. Yeah, that's her. That's I've, where she got the name from. The name, because her actual name is like Christy, Christy yeah. something, whatever. It's, but that's not the funny thing. I wrote, does anyone drink Crystal anymore? Or did no, Jay Z effectively kill that shit? Jay Z did kill Amazing. Yeah, because that was the big one forever, right? That was the champagne. Yeah. Like Dom P was kind of like, okay. It was like, well, yeah, no, we'll, like, we'll drink it, but we we're yeah. after Crystal. Yeah. Crystal was like, I'm fucking doing this shit yeah. bigger and better than anyone. And now it's, it's I remember, nowhere. I remember, I remember my sister had it in the late For 90s. Real? Yeah. Your sister was born like that? Yeah, my sister. My, my half-sister? Yeah. Oh, no, she's a half-sister. Why did you she, Well, I mean, that's right. Seemed like wonder, a strange time. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like want to like to like. Well, because then I didn't, want, I didn't want. I thought you were being familiar, and I didn't want you to think my sister in Australia was oh, known for Stahl. No, 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 uh, no. Yeah, okay. This scene is important because we learn that Crystal and Nomi are exactly alike and that Crystal yes. is both simultaneously turned on by Nomi and wants to destroy her. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they both they're talking about they talk awkwardly about like having nice tits and uh, it's not nice tits. Uh, awkwardly excuse me. It's, uh, I like nice tits and I wrote me too Gina. <laughs> 
Just threw that out there. Then, then Crystal says they're exactly alike. She calls Nomi a hooker, says that they both are. I wrote Nomi's upset. Shocker. Yeah. Yeah, but like, like uh, but she's trying to tell her, like, the metaphorically, like, we're all whores. Right. Yeah, world. exactly. Like, but Nomi, Nomi has no sense of nuance. Like, yes, no, Nomi's so dumb, she thinks that Crystal's actually calling her a whore. Right. Like a fucking working witch, by although, the way. Well, although we do find out later that yeah, that is another, a sore spot. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, it um, is. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so then um, three cowboys come up to the table. One of them looks like Stan Lee. I thought that might be a cameo. I couldn't tell. They get, auto- they get autographs from Crystal. Uh, Excelsior. Now they-, <laughs> now they go to the theater. They're dancing with each other. They almost make out. And then Crystal says, See, darling, you are a whore. Nomi uh, star- storms out again. One of the fighting dancers brought her kids. The kids are being really, really annoying. One to see the monkeys, to which the other, the black dancer, says, like, she's like, can someone get these fucking kids out of yeah. here? I wrote, I wrote, this is what I wrote. One, hardly bring, uh, bring your wor- your kid to work environment. Yeah. One. Two, the kid was watching mad titties run- left and right and can't handle the F word. Right, because yeah, the kid like, blows the it. Word, and, yeah. the, and she goes, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> and then I wrote, "I know times are tough and daycare is expensive, but this is bad parenting." Yes, yes, it's terrible. Uh, Nomi gets offered a thousand dollars to go represent them at a boat show. We find mm-hmm. out Crystal recommended it, and Molly warns not to do it. But before she can explain why, Crystal calls her in because she doesn't want it explained. Now she's dancing on a boat at the show. One of the business guys basically offers her up to a businessman from Bangkok, says they're all going to hang out later at his place. Nomi refuses. Yeah, all right. Nomi refuses and storms out because, of course, she did. She's a real loose cannon. My God. Like, it's just a while. It's just, it's, it's the boy who cried. I'm storming out. Like, that's all it is. Showgirl's drinking game is drink every time Nomi storms out. Nomi talks to to Zach, and he pulls out a hilarious cell phone. He calls Drew to chew him out. She's impressed by his business talk about slot machines. Drew shows up, gets in trouble, but then once she walks away, we find out he calls him back. And is like, ah, what are you doing, you rascal? Like, we find out it was all for show. Well, also, the- wait, hold on. He says, if that happens again to anybody, you're going to jump to your conclusion. And I didn't understand that line. It was a sick burn. You're going to jump to your conclusion. Yeah, it was It was like one of those things where it's delivered like a sick yeah. burn, but the, the words didn't actually mean anything. Again, uh, again, we owe Skip with an apology. Isn't it office space where the guy gets injured and then he wants to make the jump to your conclusion game? Jump to conclusion. Uh, yeah. You know, I had an idea like that once a long time ago. Really? What was it, Tom? Well, all right. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. You see, it would be this mat that you would put on the floor and would have different conclusions written on it that you could jump to. That is the worst idea I've ever heard in my life, Tom. Yes, yes, it's horrible. This idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The, dude, yes, the dude, he's in a halo and shit, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, also, uh, what's his name? Is Zach and Nomi are starting to get closer. She asks, What's an MBA? He tells her, Oh, you know, I got it. Oh, yeah. No, that's then. That's when they're on okay. the stage. She's like, Oh, okay. I got an MBA for this. Yeah. And she says, What's an MBA? And I have an MBA. And I was like, Man, if I had a dollar for every time. <laughs> 
is an NBA mostly worthless in the real world? Because he says that as an answer, right? He tells, I just, oh, it's, you know, you had a little, you had a little moment of panic. I was like, oh shit, man. No wonder no one knows what this shit is. All right, yeah, so let's get to the gay dancers fighting yeah. with the, the one straight dancer. They're teasing him. The two dancers who had been fighting are still going at it. And then... Whoa, uh, no, no. Zach, are you just going to gloss over one of the greatest lines in this movie? What? Where the, the gay dancers are, are teasing the straight dancer. He gets oh. angry and says, do you want a knuckle sandwich? Because he's from the 20s, apparently. Who's <laughs> still talking, hey, you want a knuckle sandwich? And the gay dude says, and this is one of the greatest comebacks ever. Can I have mine anally? And I was like, you know what, motherfucker? <laughs> you are good in my book because that's how you talk. Guy tries to intimidate you. You fucking, you tell him. Yeah. You show, you show him what's what. Can I yeah. have mine anally? <laughs> so the mom dancer drops jewels on the stage. That the, the old marble trick. The old marble trick. And so the dancer is holding up the black dancer, slips on him. She comes crashing down. Um, she's still down after the theater is empty. We find out her knee might be broken. And then I wrote, how long has she been down on the ground before she got medical attention? It had to have been like 45 minutes. The, the, like she fell during the show. They finished the show. They finished the show because they kept dancing. They didn't stop the show. Yeah. They then kept dancing em- around her. And, and the then entire crowd is empty. Yeah, and then it's empty, but they're all huddled around her at the same exact yeah. fucking spot. And that's when we get a yeah, and that's when we get a stretcher pulled yes. up there with like medics. We find out the knee is broken. She's out three months, to which I wrote she's the Steph Curry of strippers. But the important thing to realize in this is that she is the understudy. Yeah, she's the understudy to, to Crystal. To Chris, Crystal Connors. And so uh, the understudy is basically, if you don't know, we're all these live shows. There's got to be someone just in case the main star is sick that day or has something to do or they can't show up. So someone's got to go and be able to know all the lines and all the dances and whatever. And so this woman is the understudy, uh, except Crystal Connors has never missed a day of work in eight years. Eight so, years. So she's been an understudy who's never gotten the chance right. to, to take the lead. Never got the call. Um, so yeah, knees broken for, we have a moment of panic from Nomi because someone says your mother's here. Well, I hope, I hope she's not because, or from the looks of her, I hope she's not. Uh, we find out it's the heavy dancer, the heavy yeah. stripper and she's Al Torres. With the Fratelli, yeah. He's like, and, he, and Al is underselling how she looks to which the heavy dancer says she looks better than a 10 inch dick and you know it. Yeah. Yeah. And I wrote, "Wow, this woman's always on, huh?" Like she's she's always, dude, yeah. there's, there's, that's why I love her. Man. She's not, she's not here to be like fucking tender. But Fratelli does get tender because he looks at her and he tells her, "Like I'm proud of you." Like, like yeah. he legitimately is impressed by what she's made of herself after leaving the strip club. She's a legitimate dancer. She's doing yeah. it out there. She's doing her thing. And then, and then must be weird not having anyone come on you. <laughs> to which I wrote the note. This is just a world I don't understand. I love it. I love that line so much. You go for Telly. You tell her. You let her know she still ain't shit. Cut to the last guy that did come on her. Zach gives her a ride home, except he says, where are we going? She says, how about your place? To which then I excitedly wrote the note. Oh, I just remembered the pool sex scene. Oh, I completely forgot that this was in there. I wrote the note where we headed to your place. He just came again. And so, then she says, "This fucking line." Oh, this I line. Like, he's like, "Are you nervous?" She's like, "I'm not nervous. I liked it when you came. 
I like and, and then I said, he just came a third time. <laughs> Is that the most romantic line in this movie? I liked you guys, it when you came. I liked your eyes. Do you guys remember jizz in, in your pants? Jizz yeah. in my yeah, pants. Yeah, like, yeah. That's all I get because, because if he's jizzing because this woman danced on him, there's no way he's not jizzing at everyone. No, he'd have to. Right. It's just yeah. like, and I always, my favorite part of jizz in my pants is when the dude, uh, the, the little squirrely one in Lonely Island. Jorma. Yeah, that's uh, your guy from uh, Land of the Lost. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's true, yeah. So he's in the checkout line at the supermarket, and the woman says, paper or plastic or some shit like that. <laughs> he fucking, uh, and like his eye fucking fl- flutters. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I imagine Zach doing. Zach in the movie, not you, Zach. <laughs> uh, I mean, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so they jump in the pool naked with champagne, to which then he pours the entire uh, bottle of champagne on her to watch. I, I wrote the note, motherfucker, I would have drank that. Hold on. A couple of notes here. One, when they go to the backyard, he hit, he's like, hold on, hits this switch. It's and there are these very tree. neon, fake plastic looking palm trees in his pool. And I said, motherfucker, you got all that money and that's how you decorate your yard? It's, but it's also so Vegas. Don't worry, I mean, he's also got a dolphin fountain. Yeah, he's got a dolphin fountain for sure. Then um, when he pours the champagne, I said, great, now we got to drain the pool. Yeah. Not knowing what was coming next. Um. Yeah, oh. right. And then I wrote, I do not understand the physics of pool sex in this situation. I'm legit laughing at this sex scene. So so I laughed so hard. Oh, it's it's hilarious. I was laughing so so hard. At first she goes underwater to blow him, but then just swims away, (laughs) Uh, which I thought was hilarious. Um, (laughs) And and to which I wrote, this is the best acting she's done in this movie. It really is. She pool fucks like she dances. Yes. And this had to have hurt his dick. There's so much violent motion, and they're in a pool. I mean, not to get too personal, but have you ever have you ever fucked in a pool or fucked in a shower or whatever? Yeah, sex in the water is not fun it because, it, because it, it goes because, uh, it goes spoiler, against spoiler conventional from the, or, wisdom. Yeah, well, it goes against conventional wisdom, and also the uh, the other clarification, the other note to the listeners that you wanted to make earlier when you had to oh, yeah. mention natural lubrication in the yes. in the first in the first episode. Yeah, um, that's gone when you're in a pool. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because you would think, oh, there's water. No, it's going that's to be not slippery. how that works. Yeah, somehow it gets less slippery. Like less slippery than it would if you were just dry, right? And like it's got water is weird like and, that, man. And, and she is violently helicoptering on him. Yes, <laughs> violent. Yeah, she brings back the helicopter move, but this time she's also dipping her head back into the dolphin. Back in the water. Yeah, yes. whipping the hair through the water. I mean, it is, <laughs> and she's got the splashing going on. It's nuts. Yeah, almost to the point. I think she's possessed. Dude, you know what's funny? Like all I could think of was if that were me, I would just kind of be like closing my eyes, like you're getting water in my face. <laughs> <laughs> Have you okay? Let me ask. Okay, not to get personal, but we're gonna get sure. super personal. Yeah. Have you ever asked a woman to just stop? <laughs> I've faked before. Oh, oh yes. Oh, I had to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, do that. I, fa- I faked before because I needed because I wanted them to stop. <laughs> like, I've never I, asked to stop, but I have been like, well, there we go. It was. It was. Man, I told this girl I was just like, just stop, just sit wow. still. I will do all the work. Wow. And then she said, okay, and then. We started again, and then she started again. And that's when I was like, you know what? 
Let me just oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and off to the bathroom. To the that's, that, that's your best orgasm. Oh, I was it was such a terrible job acting man. <laughs> but probably not as bad as Elizabeth Berkeley in this movie. <laughs> um, all right. Uh she's leaving now, and he says to he says, Stay, I'll drive you back in the morning. She says it is morning, to which I wrote the note. There is clear daylight coming through that window. How how much cocaine is he on? Well, we see a huge tray of cocaine right by the bed. He's always just has cocaine on his nightstand. That seems counterproductive. No, that's how people. That's how they do it, man. That's how. That's how they do it. it. That's how rich people do it. It's also of note because this is the first time that Nomi tries some. I thought this would pay off more. I thought someone would go through the dark stages of drug addiction, but not in this Las Vegas. Everybody's just stoked on the coke they're doing fuck you maze what is this preachy shit you want you want after school you want to say by the bell did you want her to be a- what fuck me no. what are you talking about i thought it was a theme of the movie i mean the no, say by the bell tie it's not a bad idea people do cocaine and that's what they do man and their lives don't get ruined by it Sometimes. they just have a good time len bias okay <laughs> some people's lives get ruined by it but most of the time they don't uh we find out that crystal needs a new understudy it sounds like he's going to get her the job so she gets out of the taxi van but doesn't close close the sliding door and this is a time i mean where you didn't have that button on the driver's seat where the door would just close so that means this taxi driver had to get the fuck out of his van in, in a trailer park and go close it i wrote also, what a dick move i was i was kind of surprised how easy it was for her to catch a cat Super easy, yeah. Well, I guess like, she called I, it. She must have called the cab, right? I, I guess I was just. Oh, I just at that moment, it made me really appreciate Uber. Yeah, like I was just like, you know what, man, that's some shit, man. Like we, like it's funny. Five years ago, I don't even think I was using Uber. Really? And now it's like I can't yeah. imagine. I can't imagine. Well, no, five years ago was too. Okay, seven years ago, I wasn't using Uber. Yeah. Like 2012. I I, just, I remember the first time I got an Uber was in 2012 in New York. And like I couldn't understand what was happening. My cousin, we got a car coming, and we just got in a random Camry. I'm like, "What the fuck are we doing?" <laughs> like, you know like, this guy? Yeah, I'm like, hey, is that your boy? like, I just didn't understand what was happening. And then he told me what it was, and like, what? and they like all the like the the obvious questions, like, "How how do you pay?" I'm like, "No, it's already paid." Who paid? I did. When? Like credit card. I didn't see you swipe. No, it's already in that. Like it was just all the questions came hit me. But now I can't imagine life without it. Like I can't imagine a life. Where if there, I wouldn't even I know a, how to. I wouldn't even know how to get a cab at this point. Well, you usually go to a hotel. That's that's that, that was a go to back in the day. You go to a hotel and they either have a cab line out front or they can call a cab. I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah. But to your point, I wouldn't know what to do. So now this is where we find out that Crystal hasn't missed a show in eight years. To which I wrote, "Wait, then what the fuck was the TV report for earlier? Was it some kind of Cal Ripken Jr. streak?" Crystal says that Zach fucked her, and he's like, "I don't know if you're mad that I did it or that I beat you to it." Oh yeah, which is a great little. It's like, a great subplot. little. Yeah, like are they competing thing. or yeah, yeah? I don't know. It's a power struggle. I love, but I, this uh, it makes Gina Jurgensen even sexier, and I did it like, oh. like the idea that she wants to fuck this girl and ruin her life. Yeah. Oh man, like that! I, I, like, I, I like that you phrased that in the present tense. I, I, I got real mad at you pre- phrasing in the past tense earlier. No, I'm just saying, I, I I feel like I've been doing sex wrong all my You're life. Saying, oh yeah, no, I I feel like sex with Gina Gershon. You would you would realize you've been doing it all wrong. Yeah. No matter what you think of yourself, like you would be. Yeah. That, no, you know what? That's how it's supposed to be. Yes. 
Yeah. Ruin my life, baby. (laughs) Now, uh, Nomi is officially the understudy. James is doing his number at a club, and people boo him off the stage. So they're not at a club. They're at Tita's. No, I thought it was the club that he worked at at the beginning. I thought it was the original club, yeah. Oh, is it? The dance club. Oh. Yeah, because I don't remember seeing a stripper pole. So they fired him as bouncer, but they still let him do his little dance routine. I to said, which he gets why are they off doing the a stage. dance routine at a strip club is what I thought. Oh no, I thought uh, it was the original club as well. Mm. Nomi says she loved it. Then James uh, says that Penny dances like a truck, and then no. she's like, "You want to you want a drink?" He says, "Yeah, give me a beer." Give me, I'm not, James is my new hero. Is the note that I have. Like this at this at this point now now he's like solidified himself as my favorite character. In the, in the, oh my god, by far. He he told Penny. <laughs> you drive, you dance like a truck, and then told her, "Get me a beer, bitch." Yo, man, like, sure, they're engaged. He says he stole it from his grandmother. She's like, "No, we no. went to a pawn shop." Yeah, uh, why are they engaged? Up, uh, Penny's pregnant. Yeah, game over. He delivers the line. Shit happens. Life sucks. Which is early in the movie when he was doing when he was a bellhop, like he's trying to talk to her and I'm like, "Hey, what did I?" She's, she's like, one liners." Oh yeah, so he says, "Hey, I lost my job because of you." She says, "Shit happens." And it's like, ah, da, 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 da. and it's like, life sucks. And then, and then he says to her, we get all this wisdom from him, like T-shirts or whatever. And then so at this, it comes back up, and, he, and she says, what are you, like, she's looking at him, she's shocked. Oh, he says, like, he says, like, oh, we're going to go work at a grocery store yeah, that her mom owns, right? Yeah. As she walks away angrily, he's looking at her very sadly, like, yo, I'm actually in love with, with Nomi. And I wrote the note, is he thinking right now, damn. I could have knocked her up. Yeah, but Penny's such a better option. Oh, mother! Absolutely, and yeah. not only as a mother, but like Penny's got a family that like right shit and all. Oh, but but all right, but all right. I don't want to judge here. Okay, way, I'm not shaming. I'm not shaming sex workers, but I don't find the typical story is that the supported daughter then goes and becomes a stripper. So there's there's something there with that family. Right? Maybe maybe we need to watch Showgirls too. <laughs> we do. Benny's from heaven. Yeah, we need to watch Showgirls too to see if this baby is canon. That will be part three of this episode. <laughs> canon. canon. I hope the baby's name is canon. <laughs> Showgirls oh. cinematic universe. I'm here for it. Oh shit! Penny's name is Penny Slot. No, <laughs> no, no! Absolutely not. <laughs> no. I no no yes! absolutely not absolutely not oh my god Maze, you tell me you're making that up right now <laughs> I swear to, I will walk off this fucking podcast <laughs> no <laughs> Penny slot is perfect no yes yes oh my god because people put things in her <laughs> no I know I get it and sometimes she gives things back sometimes you hit the jackpot I get Yo. it. <laughs> I asked the question, what are the odds that Nomi was supposed to be Naomi, but that it was misspelled as a typo and they just ran with it? To which then I found the note later, the name Nomi Malone came from Joe Esterhaz's wife's nickname, Nomi, because her real name is Naomi. And then he chose Malone because he thought of Nomi as being alone in the world. (laughs) Rewind, please. Can you explain that again? (laughs) <laughs> the the writer's wife is named Naomi. Her nickname is Nomi. And then the the last name Malone comes from he thought of Nomi as being alone in this world. You can't spell Malone without alone. 
Okay, so let me just point he, out one he thing. His wife. You, <laughs> wait, hold on. You killed this movie for not having any romantic, truly romantic moments. Like when the guy who wrote it thinks a great gesture is to name this coked out crazy whore after his wife. Oh my god, that premiere must have been some sick. Oh well, the way back home. Well. Amin, we have some notes on the premiere later. I'll tell you that. What? All right, we got to get through this movie. We're never going to end this podcast. No, no this is going to be a three-part podcast. No longer the understudy uh, because Crystal threatened legal action, so they cut Nomi from being the understudy. She never even got a chance. Now we're in a dance number that's got motorcycles that I said this feels ominous. During the dance, Crystal trips Nomi and knocks her down and then dances over her. As they run to the dressing room, Nomi pushes Crystal down the stairs. She's got a temper, you guys. She's real unstable. Molly knows what Nomi did, but the mom dancer backs Nomi up and says, I saw it all. She didn't do it. She was nowhere near her. To which I wrote, collusion! Yes, that was that. By the way, you call her the mom dancer. I call her the cultural appropriation dancer. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's a better representation of her. When they find out what's wrong with Crystal, he goes, oh, she has a concussion and a compound fracture of her hip. I feel like you got to lead with the hip. <laughs> well the concussion's important because she wouldn't remember that she got shot oh that's true oh they, you know what i because i, I put in the that, notes that, that connection. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't and i didn't even pick up on it because i put in the notes when everyone's trying to figure out whether she pushed her and i was like why don't they just ask her when she wakes up <laughs> <laughs> so they contemplate oh actually no she's not unconscious why don't they just ask her no, yeah, she was she was writhing in pain. No, she's concussed. She's concussed though. I guess yeah, it's, it's not amnesia, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I've had, I mean I've had concussions. Like you, you know, like you're still. I knew who knocked me out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly who did it. Um, they motherfucker came from blindside. They contemplate shutting the shutting down the show. Then we find out that Crystal could be up could be out for a year. They kick around the names. Well, what if we got Janet Jackson or Paula Abdul? <laughs> and I, this what, I, I wrote Zach, foreshadowing. Zach, Zach, this is what I wrote, and and I mean this with all honesty. This is the moment where my suspension of disbelief ended, and I said, Janet Jackson or Paula Abdul? Have you lost your fucking mind? Everything up to this point was plausible. Everything was plausible until the fact that we were like, hey, can we get Janet Jackson in here? Like, to fucking walk around butt-ass naked? She's Janet fucking Jackson. The velvet rope is like a year away from coming out. <laughs> I loved how the casino owner flipped this, though, because he's way too cheap. He says there's no chance, but then he acts like he considered them to the press. Yeah. Oh, that was definitely heady play. Heady play because they were considered. He didn't lie. They were considered. And they said, no, no, we'll know why when we got Nomi Malone, who, by the way, why why are her tits out for the interview? Did you guys notice that? Yeah, that's a great, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Because he can't show that on TV. Where are you showing that? Yeah, that's that's where I started to doubt the veracity of yeah, but we find out, yeah. Vegas TV or whatever. Yeah, we find out, uh, yeah, they don't want to pay that kind of money. And then he says, what are we going to do? And what we, all, we, we do what we always do in Vegas. We gamble. And the gamble oh. is, is Nomi Malone has a starring yeah. role, press after the show. And I wrote, this is really petering out. Nomi's getting a party. Oh, no. We we find out Andrew Carver will be there. So uh, I, I put a note here. I don't remember what happened, but I say she grabs everyone mad aggressive. You talked about yeah. James grabbing women. She does yeah, she does. Well, like, I think she learned it from him. He's a bad okay. influence. There it is. All Molly, bad things that white girls learn from black dudes. You know, not, that's why I shouldn't hang out with them. 
<laughs> Molly refuses. You can have that one. That one's crazy. <laughs> Molly refuses to go, then decides to show up to the party. Molly refuses to go because she's upset. Yeah, she yeah. knows what happened. Nomi lies directly to her face. And I yeah. said, the selfish whore is what I wrote, but I don't know what that's in, in re- reference to. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, Jesus. The the cultural appropriation dancer wants to be the understudy. Carver shows up. He's played by William Shockley, who also played a, he played a creep in RoboCop. But this Uh, is why I mentioned this, I mean, I looked up his IMDb. You know what he was in? What was he in? Last Rampage. Oh, really? Wow. Last Rampage for for you. For you leverage the chat diehards who know a little bit of this story, Last Rampage was one of the movies that fraud defrauded out of a, out of another production company and completely botched to, by scheduling the, a showing of that the same night as McGregor Mayweather. Oh, wow. To which nobody went. That was the movie. That was the movie, Last Rampage. Oh, I still have a lighter. Full circle. Yeah. How about that? Because she meets Carver at the party. Yeah. Introduced to Carver. She says, hey, how's it going? I like your songs. He leans in and he says, I like your ass. And I'm like, the trend of people just saying exactly what's on their minds in this movie continues. That's how Vegas was. So he then intru- she then introduces Carver to Molly because Molly's there and like, right. I need you to meet huge my fan, friend Molly. Right, She's a yeah. huge fan. And Carver's very nice. Hey, you want a drink? Da, da, da. Now. Very serious. If you have triggers to rape, sexual assault, um, any of that. I would fast forward like two minutes and 30 seconds. So they're hitting <laughs> off. He, he takes her up to a room. Don't say that because at that point we just see he comes in the room and then two dudes come in the room. Right. We don't know who these dudes are. And Andrew Carver is not the gentle, friendly guy that he was. No, the they, party. they hit her. They rape her, to which I wrote, this doesn't seem necessary at all. First of all, he punches the shit out of her. Yeah. Like it's crazy graphic. Yes, like crazy graphic. To which there's a note where Paul Verhoeven talks about this of the scene. He, he says nearly every character in the movie is a bad person except for one girl, Molly, and she is the one who gets raped. Molly is the only really genuinely supportive person, and she is punished. The reason I did this was to show that Vegas is not a nice place. And that this is basically what the movie is all about. It is possible Showgirls was lacking in closure. Even some of my closest collaborators felt that way and have said that they thought the rape scene took the fun out of the movie. I agree with that. I agree with both sides. Yeah. I agree with his vision of it, and I agree with the complete disruption of what's been happening. Right, because like, it's such a hard turn. This is what I wrote. I, I, I said that we took this scene very differently. <laughs> I wrote Andrew Carver is it the gangbangs? <laughs> like, wait, what celebrity? I don't. Wow. I just, like, it's such a leap. Yeah, like it's uh, such an unnecessary leap. He could have just raped her by himself. Right. I don't why, under, like why. And you know what? Since you already let the cat out of the bag, later on, Nomi like shows up to his uh, uh, apartment or room or suite or whatever, and we'll talk about what happens in that scene, yeah. but. When she walks in, that's when I realized those two dudes were his security people. Right. They're you his running, security people. You're not even running trains with your friends. You're getting like just employees. You pay these right. assholes. Right. Hey, you, you want to go get some pussy forcibly? Do it on your own time. You're on the clock, asshole. And also, while we're committing this crime, who the fuck is watching the door? <laughs> Who's right. making sure that we don't get fucked up? There's just so many things that ran through my mind in the scene. 
not not necessarily about how it just was very disjointed from the, the rest of the movie. Right. So she stumbles out in the party. She's covered in blood. They take her to the hospital. Shows up to the hospital. She's been raped. She's angry. She yeah. sees Zach. Says, have the police been notified? Zach says, the police have not been notified. Happen. Yeah. Right. She goes to call the police. He stops her. Right. They go, he calls her off into a room. Don't do it. Polly. How did you find out? You were busted for disturbing the peace at the Crave Club. The police took your fingerprints. I don't have to listen to that. Yes, you do. Polly and Costello! Your father killed your mother, then killed himself. You ran away from a foster home in Oakland, December 1990. Arrests. Denver, soliciting. Stop San Jose, it! soliciting. Cheyenne, soliciting. Shall I read you the rest of them? How a possession of crack cocaine. Assault with a deadly weapon. Tell me something. Why did you stop hooking? You had your future pretty well mapped out for yourself. I did what I had to do. Just like you did with Crystal. I'm not a whore. No. You're not. You're gonna be a big star. <laughs> Your face is gonna be up on billboards. You're gonna make a lot of money for the stardust. Which is interesting because Tony Moss was calling her Pollyanna yeah. earlier in the movie. And that's when she did a double take. She's like, what? Yeah, yeah. she freaked out. So many hidden clues. A little bit. Well, actually, of this movie, that was yeah, well, actually a pretty good piece of writing right there. Yeah. I, won't, I won't lie. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Uh, like, uh, so then we find out that. Zach doesn't agree. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I don't know about that. Well, it all makes sense. She's on crack, right? That Coke wasn't her first piece of blow. Right, but yeah. this is my favorite part. Arrested in Denver. Soliciting. San Jose soliciting Cheyenne soliciting. And I said, do you know how fucking hard up you have to be to go hooking in Cheyenne, Wyoming? There's nine people there. Dude, like, come on, man. Have you ever been to Cheyenne? I haven't. Oh, my God. My dream. <laughs> my dream to move to Cheyenne, Wyoming. It's, it's a ghost town. Oh, that's bad. Like, it is a ghost town. There was actually a haunted hotel there. Stayed there once. See, even the ghost left, though, huh? Ghost left. <laughs> even they didn't want to be there. <laughs> They're like, we're going to Oklahoma City. <laughs> um, all right. So they're making deals to keep all this quiet. Um, he wants to know what she charged when she was Oh, hooking. no, no, no. Oh. She says, I am not a whore. And I said, ma'am, I beg to differ. <laughs> At that point, I, no, 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 no. Um, so so he, he says, how much did you charge? And When she you says, were hooking, yeah. Yeah, she says, 50 bucks. Sometimes 100. Sometimes 100. 50, like, mad exclamation points. Like, well, she was in Cheyenne, though. She was in Cheyenne, and it was, and it was you know, it was the mid-90s. So then he tells her, like, oh, man, you were definitely undercharging. Yeah. It's like, you're amazing. He said, he said you have low self-esteem because she's a fantastic fuck. Yeah, so she spits in his face, and I wrote, how much extra for the spit? <laughs> but then he, as she storms out again... After spitting his face, he goes, I was paying you a compliment. Yeah, he was. He was. And then to which I wrote this note because I was like keeping track of how – because this movie feels long, right? It felt 
like it was moving great until probably this this part. Right, but or, then I wrote, but then I wrote the note. I have no idea how they're going to wrap up this movie in the next ten minutes. Yeah, I, all of a sudden, there's a. I'm like, how does this get done? I remember because I went to the bathroom at this point because I was like, I can't, I, I can't hold it. I gotta go. I hit pause and it looked like there's like four minutes left or whatever yeah. it was ten. But I was like, but there's so many loose ends. Like, right, they- so many loose ends. So she calls Andrew Carver. She goes to his suite. We find out those dudes are his security. She starts to seduce him, then pulls out a switchblade. So many vests in this movie. A lot the, of vests. The security guys are wearing yeah. vests as well. And I'm it not talking about bulletproof vests. It is '90s. It is a very yeah. '90s thing. Yeah, like a suit vest. Yeah, suit vest, but no suit around it. It's like if you've ever watched Ballers, you see the Rock. <laughs> the Rock never is always walking around with a vest on for no right. reason. Right. That's what that's what this movie was like. So she pulls out the switchblade, says, "If you make a noise, I'll, I'll fucking kill you." Then she right. kicks him in the face a bunch of times. Wait, like, what? She knows karate is my name. <laughs> she then, uh, she's doing like roundhouse kicks. She's stomping on his face. Yeah. Kicks. No, she's Van Dam. She's Van Dam. Like to which then I wrote, she fights like she fucks. Yay. She does. She tells Molly that she kicked the shit out of him. Then she goes to the, Crystal's how, hospital room. Like, how's that supposed to make things better? I don't know. I don't know. Because Molly's out. Molly's like barely conscious. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, because she walks in and the nurse, who, by the way, yes, I'll say it, the nurse might be the worst actor in the whole movie. No, there's no chance. There's no chance. The uh, nurse is so bad. The nurse is real bad. I the might nurse, be what mean on this. Nurse, I might the, be there. The nurse was so bad. It's like you had one line and you completely and fucked it up. I mean. Because before she even says anything, she's like, she's still knocked out. It must be the drugs. And and then, like, what's her name? Uh, Nomi says, is she okay? He's like, yeah. I was like, it would have been more made more sense if she comes in and says, she okay? Yeah, she just knocked out. The, you know, it must be the drugs. But instead, she blurts it out before anyone. Blurts it. Like, By the way, this woman's trying to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> He's talking so loud. And then this bitch wakes her up anyway. Like, yeah, wakes her up. Says, "I, I kicked, the, I beat the shit out of out of Andrew Carver." Which how is that supposed to make her feel? But right. she's been beaten. Right. Like, this right. is a, so. What do you right. do? You call a cop? Did you like get, get that motherfucker? No, I just yeah. Let's get him arrested, right? No, I'll be, I, know, I just stomped his face a few times. He's okay though. He's fine. Like yeah, he's, he'll be fine. He's, he's in much better shape than you are. Right. Um, all right. So then she goes to Crystal's hospital room because in the same hospital. They make out in her hospital bed. Oh, Gina Gershon had the I, thirst of a dude for that kiss. Oh, man. she did. She, she like had the thirst of James. She had the thirst of James. Oh, super thirsty. And that's how I knew she was a great actor because. To be able to convey that thirst as a woman. Let me tell you, she conveys oh, man. Man, she, she, it was amazing. Well done. Yeah. She can well, convey yeah. me anytime. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so they make out, and then I wrote, that's how they wrap this up? Uh, you know, I actually kind of like the way they closed out their art. Cause Get the fuck out of here. Crystal says that she made a similar move to become a star. Yeah. Her lawyer's got her a big settlement, and she gets a break from doing the job. Get the That's a game. fuck out of here. That's the game, man. I like that oh Crystal was God. not about the game. She's always recognized a little of herself in this, this yeah. young, fiery, hot-blooded protege. If she hated, because if she hated her, think about it, Zach. If she hated her, if she hated her, she would have never like given her the opportunity like from the beginning. She like knew this was gonna happen. I mean, kind of part of her probably always knew it was gonna happen. That's the game, bro. You can't don't be don't be mad at the player. Like that's the game. I don't like the player or the game. 
No, that's the game, bro. That's the game. I I, so, I really res I respected that she respected the game. You know what it's like when I'm driving on the freeway, and sometimes I'm not paying attention, and, and like like you know how like the whole hey we're getting off at this exit and it's a yeah. long line of cars, and then someone like zooms up and cuts right in front of me. Yeah, I never ever get upset. I'm no, because you you allowed them to get in, right? No, no, I didn't allow them. I, like I, I, oh yeah, allowed them in the sense that I wasn't paying attention. Right. Yeah, and so I'm always like, that's the game, man. Yeah. That's the game. Like, you just get, like, fucking sometimes. Sometimes you do the fucking. Sometimes you get fucked. But that's the game. And so, you know, I always get, uh, like, curious at people who get upset about shit. Like, they're like, you weren't paying attention. Saying they ripped off White Men Can't Jump? Where he said yes. you either smoke or you get smoked. Or you smoked, get smoked. And you exactly. got smoked. That's the game. Unbelievable. That's the game. There you go. Unbelievable. All right. Last scene. She hitchhikes out of town mm -hmm. and the guy who picked her up the first time picks wow. her up again, but she's kind of hiding herself because she got Gina Gershon's hat yes. and she's got some sunglasses on. And then he starts going through the routine again. She takes him off. She's got the knife and she says she wants her fucking suitcase back. She threatens him. Which is now it's like almost a year later. Yeah, it's man. Like, it's well, been, it's been some time. Yeah. There's no way he still has that. No. Uh, and it, it looks like they're going to L.A. Because there's a sign that L.A. is like, you know, 280 miles away. And I wrote like Showgirls 2, question mark. And I did not know that there was actually a Showgirls 2. Yeah. Well, well. so that here's the thing, though. That Showgirls 2 is not what they were referencing or alluding to. There's yeah. a different movie that they had in mind. Right. Penny Slots. No, no, not that. Nomi Takes Hollywood. No, yes. he takes Hollywood. That's what I thought Showgirls 2 was going to be about. No. Because it's like, that's why they, they, they the foreshadow with the, it's like the end of that Planet of the Apes movie with right, Tim where, Roth and, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and Mark Wahlberg, where like they pull up and it's a Lincoln Memorial, but instead of, instead of Lincoln, it's like, uh, it's the ape. It's the, it's the, the evil ape from the yeah. other. Yeah, man. So I thought it was going to be like, oh shit, the sequel going to be on fire. And then they never made the sequel because the original was so bad. Which, by the way, I'm still here for the sequel to that. Planet of the Apes movies. So Kyle MacLachlan plays Zach Carey. Denied, there were rumors that he walked out of the premiere when it no. happened, to which he said, I sat there and suffered for the whole two hours. Got a boy. He said, I was, he later recalled, I was absolutely gobsmacked. I said, this is horrible. Horrible. And it's a very slow sinking feeling when you're watching the movie and the first scene comes out and you're like, oh, that's a really bad scene. And you say, well, that's okay. The next one will be better. And yet, and you somehow try to convince yourself that it's going to get better and it just gets worse. And I was like, wow, that was crazy. I mean, I really didn't see that coming. So at that point, I distanced myself from the movie. Now, of course, it has a whole other life as a sort of inadvertent satire. No, satire isn't the right word, but it's inadvertently funny. So it's found its place. It provides entertainment, though not in the way I think it was originally intended. It was just maybe the wrong material with the wrong director and the wrong cast. That's the only problem. By the way, that's the uh, the way he described it. Like the first scene is terrible, but you say, oh, it's going to get better. And then it doesn't. That's how I felt about Hot Rod. Oh, yeah. That's exactly how I felt about Hot Rod. It's like, oh, it'll be funny soon. And then it just never got funny. And it's And it's always like... You know, that's always my, been my fascination with bad movies is thinking about like, oh, this is the best that they got. What yeah. were they like? What did they think they were making? Cut, the cutting room floor. What, right. What are we missing out there? Right. And also that that also highlights the very interesting is that the actors often don't know anything yes. outside of what the did, scene that they, that what they did, do. Yeah. What did Kyle McLaughlin think they were making? 
Well, I think did he think his scenes were fire? That's the other question. Right? Yes. Half his scenes are just getting freaking humped. <laughs> Half his scenes are him just him just coming. <laughs> That's all it is. What did he think that was, was happening? Um, so here's a little trivia for you, Mean. Uh, originally auditioned for the role of Nomi Malone. Who? Pam Anderson. Oh, uh, no. Angelina to... Jolie. Wow. Denise Richards. The... Wow. Jenny McCarthy auditioned for the lead. No. It was in the running until they discovered she couldn't dance, to which I wrote, what about Elizabeth Berkeley? Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez said it was the worst audition of her career. Okay. It just says Vine for a part in this film. Yeah, not for Nomi, probably just for one of the dancers. Jenny McCarthy, how bad of a dancer can she be? Like, that's that's the funny thing, is that what? if she doesn't get the lead because of, this bitch can't dance. Like, that's what the casting director is saying. And the, gosh, gosh, she can't dance. Like, imagine what Jenny McCarthy dancing looks like then. But, but I mean, the ultimate one who auditioned for this role, which blows my mind, more than any of those other, more than Pam Anderson, no, more than Angelina Jolie, more than Jenny, Denise Richards, more than Jenny McCarthy. Let me guess, let me guess. Okay. Get two guesses? Yeah, two guesses. Was it Janet Jackson? No. <laughs> Was it Paul Abdul? Not Paul Abdul. Okay. I'm out of guesses. Charlize Theron. Wow. Can you imagine her in this movie? But see, here's the funny thing. Some of those names, like uh, Charlize Theron and uh, Denise Richards, young enough. Right. And fresh-faced enough. Because it's ultimately we look at Nomi's supposed to look like, wholesome, not wholesome, but like, Clearly not like a street savvy right, person. Right. Jenny McCarthy, Pam Anderson, I know they were younger at that time, but they were still so overexposed at that point. Right. In the sense yeah, like, like and, and Pam Anderson just doesn't make sense to me. Like and I know well actually a movie we could do is barbed wire. That's a that's a real experience. Never, but never seen that one. Oh man, I saw that in the theater. Wow. Yeah, snuck in. Yeah, Pam Anderson, like, yeah, you're like you're right. Like very exposed. Jenny McCarthy, very exposed. Jolie and exposed young exposed, enough at the time to where it be. Specifically, but it's not just exposed, exposed specifically in a sexual way. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, it's like, had never been that. Yeah, like she's just a little girl next door from Saved by the Bell. Yes. Angelina she the, Jolie. She was the nerd, was, the SAT yeah. person, right? Yeah. yeah. Like Angelina Jolie, uh Denise Richards, uh what's the other one? Um uh Charlie Theron. All of them at that time could convey this wholesome person is going to take her clothes off and be a slut for two hours. Like that, that could, they could keep that up. And of course, uh, two years later, Denise Richards in Starship Troopers. There you go. go. Um, Must've really made an impression. So yeah, uh, this movie, (laughs) this movie over a hundred million dollars from video rentals and sales became one of the MGM's top 20 all time bestsellers. Wow. Uh, Yes, how much? This is this is. By the way, this is the studio that gave you Wizard of Oz, ladies and gentlemen. Right, (laughs) right. Elizabeth Berkeley. Guess. Should we have him guess how much she got paid? Yeah. How much did she get paid? I mean, she was in basically every scene, butt ass naked. I'm gonna say because for her, I remember people asked, "Why would you do this movie again?" Before the movie was known to be bad, it was just like, "Why would you?" And it was for her knowing it was gonna be NC-17, knowing what it was. Yeah. She was trying to, to do what a lot of actors do when they get typecast. In a certain day, they wanted people to look at her in a different light yep. as an adult, not as a kid. Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say she probably it convinced herself it's not for the money. It's for my career. I'm going to go 100 grand. On the money. Wow. Really? On the wow. money. Wow. Boy, I'll tell you, man. Um, 
When a special VIP edition box set was released in 2004, she requested $2,500 to be interviewed in the movie's commentary. They declined. Oh, my God. Was she that hard times in 2004? I don't don't know. Her agent dropped her immediately after Showgirls was released. Immediately. So she must have fought him or her, fought fought the agent about being in this because this I, this is what I need. This is a risk I need yeah. to take. And the agent said, I read the script. You haven't read it. This shit is terrible. Yeah. I've seen I've seen lines like Only Kyle McLaughlin thinks it's good. No, but I'm just I'm just thinking about the agent saying, like, Oh, I think this is great. It's like uh I, I just read the script. It has lines like I like nice tits and <laughs> I have a problem with pussy and I always have I'm always gonna <laughs> I'm not hiring you back. Not even if you give me a fucking blowjob. Um, you know what's funny about that too is Paul Verhoeven didn't let them ad lib. Oh, of course not. He didn't let them ad lib. No, because he he and Esther Haas researched this movie thoroughly oh in Vegas, God. interviewing up to forty people who worked what? in the industry. Interviewing strippers, showgirls, producers, choreographers. No, 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 no. And they took lines directly from real life. Yeah. None of the, none of those just strippers and showgirls. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth Berkeley said of this film, "Ever since those reviews for Showgirls, it was like I was that woman in the Scarlet Letter, except that instead of having to wear the letter A for adulteress, I was condemned to wear an S for showgirl. Coincidence or not." But Berkeley won the Razzie Awards as Worst Actress uh, against Demi Moore, who played that role in uh, The Scarlet Letter in 1995. What the? Oh, wow. The Scarlet Letter was an actual movie? Oh, yeah. Demi Moore. Adulter. Or adulteress, oh. I guess. Wow. Um, a source, uh, according to IMDb, a source once told Paul Verhoeven that Steven Spielberg had requested a copy of the movie after the premiere. Reportedly, Spielberg stopped watching halfway through the movie while saying, sometimes I hate this town. Aww. I, 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 that's a nice way of like, hey, hey, Mr. Spielberg, Mr. Spielberg, we heard you had a, a request of a copy. Oh, yeah, sometimes I hate this town. I don't know if you excuse me. Oh, you want to hand me that Kleenex box over there? <laughs> I only made through half. No need to finish. Got to the full scene and like, ah. he's like, you're not. It's like St- Stephen, you're not going to, you're not going to finish this movie. I already. Finished. You know what? We've we've already we've already kind of exposed enough about ourselves. I'm going to give you a little bit more right here. So so <laughs> oh, no. What, oh no. One of the things I really enjoy is when I find a piece of of porn. <laughs> that I really enjoy, but I never get through. So it's great because it's always like, it's always fresh and new. It's always new. Uh, like, I, yeah. And I try to incrementally, incrementally get through it longer and longer. And then sometimes you get this weird thing where it's like, that's it? That's the whole thing? Like, that's oh, what man. I was waiting for, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like the payoff wasn't so great. But boy, those initial, sometimes those initial scenes. Whew. Fantastic, right. I, I feel you, Steven Spielberg. Same, same. Gina Gershon declined to recreate the Sharon Stone leg crossing scene from Basic Instinct. These guys really had one mode. That's <laughs> it. One mode. Also, um, I, I, shout out to Gina for having like standards. Yeah, of like, course, man. She's salt of the earth. She's the gold standard. 
When the film swept the 16th annual Razzie Awards, Paul Verhoeven turned up in person to accept Worst Director and Worst Picture. He was the first director to ever turn up to collect the award. boy. One week before the movie opened, writer Joe Esterhaus caused a small controversy during an interview where he called upon young people to use fake IDs to get access to the NC-17 movie. <laughs> Stugatz. <laughs> the Stugatz is strong with you. He took out when it tanked its opening weekend. Esterhaus took uh, an ad out in Variety, oh, urging no. no. Oh, hold on, it gets a lot worse. I mean, <laughs> urging female moviegoers to go see the movie, not because it was semi-pornographic, but because it highlighted the exploitations that lap dancers are subjected yes. to. That's he attacked what I, the studio for using cheap marketing tricks, where they use the tagline "Leave your inhibitions at the door" to sell the film as a cheap sex movie. Yes, it, did, it didn't help. I'm uh, look. I'm with you. I'm with him on that. Like this movie was a cautionary tale, and some people just didn't see it as such. It was. That's why I said I think it could get made in a very me too sensitive way. I do not agree. Esther House came up with the idea for the script on vacation in Maui, based on an idea he scribbled on a napkin. He got two million dollars to write the script. Right, right before additional- he <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get to that one. You ever have that where you like after you nut like you just lost all mental faculty? Yeah, every time. What? <laughs> <laughs> that is you a got, good, you got, you got, a good fifteen minutes. Fantastic fifteen minutes. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I it, speak in, gr- in grunts. <laughs> I just become sling blade. <laughs> <laughs> Tater dots. <laughs> Zach, what do you want to do now? Mm, tater tots. <laughs> yeah, this motherfucker got. We're breaking down. No, we've been broken down. <laughs> this guy got two million to write the script, an additional one point seven million when it was uh, when the studio produced it into a film. Um, yeah, Verhoeven wanted to direct a sequel called Nomi Does Hollywood. After yeah, this, uh, Debbie after Does was, Dallas. Yeah, after it was so badly received. Uh, no one would give him the money to make a sequel. Can we talk about uh, Elizabeth Berkeley's performance here? So she's 20 years old. She's 20 when she made that movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I feel man. bad for her now. I thought she was like 24 or something. Oh, man, Damn, she's dude. She's working 16 hours a day in high heels doing these dance scenes. Verhoeven is just coaching this out of her. It kind of reminds me of like Hayden Christensen in Attack of the Clones and how a lot of that was just George Lucas's fault. I think she's a terrible actress, but I wonder how much of this is Verhoeven's fault. Oh, I would say 95%. Are you kidding me? Like, look, she didn't act for shit in that movie, but this is... It's the perfect storm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're supposed to do. Especially considering that they weren't allowed to ad-lib anything. Everything yeah, no, it's like, this like, is script. Like, yeah, like, that. what do you want? There's not, there's no saving these lines. There's no, like, the, like Gina Gershon is a very good actress, right? And, well, no, she did a good job. She's good in it, yeah. Yeah, she's, she kills it. Elizabeth Berkley is, from the jump, incredibly terrible. <laughs> in a variety of ways. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Gina Gershon is also... 10 years older than her. Yeah. Right? But I didn't, I didn't realize she was that young when she made that movie. Yeah. That's, that's actually really sad. Her parents, what the fuck were y'all thinking? That's man? a great question. Yeah. Uh, my last note is Paul Verhoeven deferred 70% of his $6 million director's fee 
depending on if the film turned a profit. No. Well, I'm really curious if he if he got it because of the video sales. You know, and probably not. Probably it is not, also man. the highest grossing NC-17 film of all time. I mean, can you name any others? You got no competition. That's what, that's another reason to go NC-17. It's like saying I'm the greatest Sudanese uh, basketball expert ever. There's nobody, not a whole lot of comp, man. Uh, I mean, that's the amount he deferred of that $6 million director's fee uh, would be $2.8 million huge strawberry shortcakes. Oh, wow. Yeah. In 1995. In 1995, right? Yeah, exactly. In Vegas. Well, guys, uh, sadly, I mean, it's a two-part episode. So, I like, if you were complaining that we didn't have a Tony Medley, look, Tony wasn't around for this. He wasn't doing this stuff back then. So there is no he, Tony I, Medley. Review. My guess is he would have loved it. He. W- <laughs> At what point do you think Tony Tony Medley comes in this movie? Probably the volcano exploding apart and Gene Gershon <laughs> rising up. <laughs> Opening scene when when she pulls out the knife. Tony <laughs> Medley. Amin, phobe, or file? Dude, I, I say this with so much joy and pride. Maze, you went away, but you are officially back. This is a big time file for me. I'm back, baby. I enjoyed watching that movie. Realizing it's terrible, but like I enjoy. I, there was no point where I was looking at my watch. There was no point where I'm like, oh my god, how much more longer is this? None of that. I was, I was in this awful story from the beginning to the end. There was some spectacularly bad stuff. There was some actually decently good stuff. It was pretty well put together. Elizabeth Berkeley is hilariously terrible. It's a file for me. Come on, Zach. Oh. We've only had two sweeps. We've had, or three, excuse me. It was Spies Like Us, Swordfish, and Heartbreak Kid. Let's make it four. Let's add one to the Hall of Fame. Well, guys, um, look, I have some real problems with this movie at times. There are also some scenes in which I am delighted, right? Like, there are some scenes where I just, I'm laughing so hard, or I'm dumbfounded at the writing, or I'm dumb. I, you know me, I like, I enjoy bad acting. And Elizabeth Berkley is about as bad as it gets in this movie, aside from the nurse. It had like it resonated with me as a kid, you know, as a teenager when my when my friend got a copy of it on VHS. I, I bet it did resonate with you. It, oh, it did. I mean, it. I mean, are you kidding me? I was such a Saved by the Bell nut, and then you know, you made that <laughs> connection. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with that said, put your fucking brooms away. This is a phobe, man. The, no. the only the, like the only other time I'm gonna watch this anything from this movie. Is when, is when we do uh, Cinephobe at the live show in L.A. in January. Oh, can't wait. Well, I cannot I get, wait. But, all right, but I guess that means I would watch this again. So you know what? I guess it's a file. It's, it's, te- it's a file on a technicality. The file on a technicality. I mean, I was going to say, if we did a two-hour podcast and you're a phobe after all this. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, you know what? You know what's G- funny? Gina's, Gina's in it. Ma- I can't. Ma- I can't go against Gina. When it's a Ma- file. When May suggested it, I was like, "Oh, really?" And I was like, "All right, where is it playing on Stars?" Okay, so I guess I'll know. I'll be able to watch it for free or whatever. And as I'm watching, I was like, "I can't wait to record this pod, man!" Like it was. It was like it was the opposite feeling that Dylan McDermott or whatever the fuck his name is felt 
Like, with every additional scene, I got more and more excited to talk about this movie. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin. Dylan McDermott actually turned down the role. (laughs) No way! (laughs) So that's a sweep. Spies Like Us, Swordfish, Heartbreak Kid. And now now Showgirls. And this is a very Swordfish-type movie. Oh, yeah. Question, though. Do this. Little feedback from the listeners. Yeah. Let us know if you want movies that we all hate. Thanks for subscribing. Uh, As you guys know, this is on a new feed. It actually really helps us early on. If you guys, even if you think you don't have a social media following worthy of it or whatever, right? You think you have four followers, whatever. Please retweet the episode uh, because it has the new link to the new feed. We want to make sure everyone gets on that. Um, It actually looks better if it has more retweets and all that stuff. So it sounds a little hacky to ask for retweets in that sense. But please subscribe, rate, and review the new feed on uh, apple Podcasts, make sure you retweet that make sure you hit us up in the uh in the discord um send us your suggestions send us your thoughts on these movies until next time i mean i got a problem with pussy i always have i'm always gonna thrust it